Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. So welcome to another episode of Brand Lover. Um, I, I'm introducing you to someone very special. Um, she's a lady who um, is one of my past clients and a member in the Branding Hub. Um, we've worked together intimately to overhaul her brand. Uh, we were just discuss, discussing whether I think it was roughly about a year ago. Um, and I, I mean, even at the time of working with her, I found her story incredibly inspiring. And so I really want to be able to, to share that with you and share, you know, her heart and, you know, the even just the way that she's been able to build this incredible business around her family. So Come on down, Mel Hark from Wild Doe. Um, I'm very excited to have you as a guest. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, you're so welcome. And that was, I feel like woman fuzzies inside. That was, that was such a nice intro. Thank you. That's good. We're all up all about the warm, warm, fuzzy feeling. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about you um, for those that might not know who you are or, you know, know Wild Doe. Um, so who are you? Who's Mel? And, you know, what do you do and, and why and all that fun stuff? Tell us a little, just a, a brief bio. Oh, I would love to. So, so obviously I'm Mel. Um, <laughs> I'm a mum. I'll start with that. Yes. Two littles. Um, my eldest is six and my youngest is three and a half. And <clears throat> I mean, there's just two of them, but eldest and youngest. Um, makes it sound like I've got a whole tribe out there, but <laughs> and a dog, let's count her too. Absolutely. Mine's, I don't know, on, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see like this brown <laughs> shape behind me. They're I part have of not even noticed, but yes, I can see. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm also, I'm a corporate marketer. So I feel like I'm a, a marketer by day almost. And um, you know, my whole career and even what I studied, you know, I've always really le like lent into the whole marketing side, you know, mm -hmm. I love sales. I love the the idea of, you know, what it looks, how it feels, what you can make people feel and the customer side. So that's kind of me from, I guess, a, a career point of view. And I've, I've worked my, my whole career in strategic marketing. Mm -hmm. And other than that, um, now I've also got this beautiful company, Wild Doe, which is just turned three. Um, like two that days blows me away. Two days ago, it's only three. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So in um, congratulations. Launched, thank you. So I launched in September in 2018, um, and we're just having we're just so busy right this second. I haven't even like told everyone we're just having our birthday and we're celebrating. So I will I will <laughs> in a probably week when I have a second to breathe and get there. But yeah, um, you know we make play doh here um, in Melbourne, Australia, and it's the most beautiful product. Wild doh, you know the namesake of our brand. It's um, super soft, it's scented, it's really long lasting, it's made completely with no nasties. And the piece which I love most about it is it is handmade here, like I said, in Melbourne by a team of mums. Yeah. So um, the thing I love most about it as you know, a business and a product is that it's actually something that came from within me in terms of um, when I had my second child, I just did not have, I, I'm not a super mom. I can't do all the things. Like I know some people out there can and, <laughs> you know, Instagram or whatnot, but that's not me. And I struggled so hard. And mm -hmm. I, you know, was the one thing that my um, two and a half year old at the time 
would actually sit there and kind of play with by herself. But the thing was, it was so stiff, the Play-Doh that we could buy that she actually couldn't roll it out for herself. So, you know, I desperately needed another set of hands and mm. I one day that, you know what, I'm just going to try and start creating my own. Surely I can make this softer than it is and surely I can make it last longer. I was so tired of it never being the same from the day I opened it the first time. So I actually started playing with the recipe myself and <clears throat> found that it was actually, you know, it was phenomenal. You know, yeah. I I'd, I'd come up with this product that not only was, you know, so soft that I didn't have to sit there and, you know, actually sit with my daughter to roll it out with her. She would happily independently play for like an hour, which is unheard of at that age. Um, and it would also just last. It lasted for what it felt like for forever. Yeah. And what I what it actually did for me as a mum was it it allowed me to then have two hands that I could sit there and I could nurse my newborn. I could get him to sleep. I could do the things I needed to do. He was a really hard basket child. My first child did not prepare me for him. <laughs> uh, damn it. I think, I think she's still not. I think he's going to be the rule breaker our, our whole lives. So so they say that um, <clears throat> if you had your second child first, that you wouldn't have had any more children. <laughs> Isn't that like something that they say? Very good know. chance that might have happened in my house. But hey, I would have created wild job if that was the case. So well, exactly. it really was the point that I, it kind of, it really gave me that set of hands and let me have a bit of space back as a mum. And what I kind of went from that, you know, I, I still was working full time as a corporate marketer and, and mumming and everything else. But, and my parents are entrepreneurs and serial entrepreneurs oh, to have your own business. And it is like, you know, yourself it is bloody tough running. Your yeah. Own. It's not as glamorous and as exciting as it looks from the outside. No, it's something that I know. Instagram, I find that. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's never something I really thought that I wanted to do because I knew what the other side was like. Yeah. When I kind of created Wild Dough, I thought, you know what? Yeah, it's a product for the kids, but in my mind, it's all about the mums. Like I, yes. I needed to sell it because I desperately wanted to give other mums out there that that little bit of, um, you know, a breath that it gave me, that extra set of hands or a bit yeah. of mind, like, just that if it, if it can kind of help another mum like it helped me, that's exactly what I wanted to do. So I decided then and there, you know what, I'm going to have a crack. I'm going to see if I can sell this product. Maybe it can help somebody else out. And I did it all myself. I didn't even tell my husband. I was so tired <laughs> of starting this business. I don't think I've told you this. I didn't um, know that you hadn't told your husband. No. I was so petrified. I had this little, I actually was looking for it this week, to be honest, because I was like, that's a memory I really should try and keep. Um, I had like black moleskin notepad and I was working on my recipe in this book and all of my plans in this book. I built my whole marketing strategy and built, I fixed my, did my products, everything in this like little black notebook and I would carry it around all day and all night and I'd be doing stuff in this book. And my husband knows me so well that he knows like when I'm ready to share, I share, like he's not a prior and like I, I, I share when I'm ready sort of thing. So he yeah. didn't like, he wasn't like hassling me to be like, what the hell are you doing? And had all these like little packets of Play-Doh around and different scents and colors and everything. But he, didn't, he didn't, he wasn't even just like, what's going on? And then I didn't tell my parents either who were like so close to me and have been such a big part of my business now. But I literally did it all, got the photos, started the Instagram, built the store, um, created the awareness. And the night I launched on, and I like started seeing sales coming in, I suddenly was like, okay, everybody, here's <laughs> go check it out. They're like, what's this? And I'm like, this is my new business. Oh, this is just, I, just something I whipped up. 
Yeah, like, well, it wasn't quiet. Like, I'd been working on it for months, but so scared of maybe so scared of out there. And, you know, I'm a corporate marketer, so this is so left field something. Like, and I was like, am I going to be like the Play-Doh lady? Like, who, what am I trying to do here? Yeah. But I didn't tell anybody. And and I know now that that was the most ridiculous thing in the whole world. And I've certainly grown from that mindset now, but, you know, it, I think that's such a common that thing though, that, and especially, you know, like once you tell somebody all of a sudden it's real, real. that makes it a reality. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's, that's actually a tool and a way to make yourself accountable, but you know, you sort of did it the opposite way <laughs> where you were like, okay. It was a side hustle, right? So it, it, it in, technically like it, it was okay, you know, if, it failed maybe like it would never be okay yeah, it wouldn't have felt like our whole you know our income was relying on it or anything it was just a bit of a thing that I just felt strongly I wanted to share with others and yeah. I thought I'll give it a go but I, I didn't know if anyone was gonna buy it I didn't I was so I like sold so much in that first month and two months and three months and it was so ridiculous so that amazing I, I just can't believe now that I was just so so scared of the idea of what it might have been at the start. But that's the whole thing, isn't it? Like why entrepreneurship is so scary because, I mean, you can do all the market research in the world and craft a product and invest in, you know, in product development, everything, but you never really know how it's going to fly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you never know until you try. And, you know, like I think that's, that's such a huge a huge thing to actually just to just start to just get out there and try um but also I mean it's so so handy that you do have that marketing background because you know like 90% of business is marketing so yeah so um so at the time so you were a mum at the time and then were you working part-time as well no so I was on maternity leave when I launched okay um And yeah, so I was still on mat leave. So I think my son was only two months old or so. Amazing. Like quite a chunk of time I was going to be home. Um, and, but I did, I ended up going back to work when he was nine months old. I did mm-hmm. this and I went back full time. Wow. This time I, I not only went back full time and juggling two children and I saw it was juggling my new business baby as well. Um, yeah. It's been quite the struggle juggle, but you know, it's, it's, I'm kind of doing it my own way in terms of stepping back from one, moving into another and mm. taking a bit of time, but you know, I'm, I'm certainly getting there and yeah, doing it, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, from this, from day one, everyone's like, when are you quitting your job? And I, I kind of always thought that, you know, I, I, I love my job, like yeah. my, my, my corporate job, let's call it. Like I've got plenty of them, but I, I love it. Like I get so much from it. Yeah. And then, like I love waking up and working there every day. So it, it's never like a means to an ends of kind of getting myself out of something I'm not happy in to go into another. Yeah. I'm so lucky that all the things I do, I love so much that I'm having trouble going more into one than another almost. So like, it's, it's a really beautiful place to be, but. I love that. I love that because even, you know, like in, in the, this whole business culture, I guess, or, you know, mumpreneur culture, it's, it's, seems to just be this drive expectation that at some point you'll either give up your day job or you know that corporate career in favor of um having like a home business or whatever um 
Yeah, it's a I lot just, of it's family driven for for a lot of people, which is yeah. Totally get that. It's lovely, but yeah, and and and, and you know, like, and that's my story, absolutely. But I love that you just, you know, you just following your own path and your own path of like fulfillment for you and what works for you and your family, and to like to have built this incredible award winning business with a young family and you know a passionate career, like. I just like that just makes me speechless and a little bit tired just thinking about it. Oh yeah, these I don't know this week as well and another year on and I swear I'm not actually that old and the eggs and wrinkles are like look beautiful. You look happy. Oh, well look, I'll take that any day. My um my 6-year-old tells me, you know, when I get a flick of makeup on which you know, I'm Melbourne so lockdown life is very real for us these days. Yeah. She's like, "Wow, my look at you what have you done I'm like it's makeup babe you know like she doesn't see it and she's like you not only look beautiful you look younger <laughs> and I'm not like I'm like a compliment that tears your heart out thanks yeah <laughs> oh no, yeah yeah oh that's yeah that's funny um okay so um I guess you know like it's because you, you have grown so much in such a short period of time. Um, like, I just, I remember, like, I do remember the brand out when we were discussing your brand. And part of that is, you know, we were sort of looking into the future because part of the, the branding process is that ensuring the longevity of how we're communicating your brand and making sure that we are sort of, um, I guess, um, positioning the brand in the hearts and minds of people in in a way that you want it to be perceived in the future not like you know now or yesterday and part of that was I remember we were discussing that like you know you were still operating out of home I don't even think you had a warehouse yet no. and you know one of those goals was to break into the U.S. market and I was like, at the time, I was just like, what is she thinking? oh my gosh, she's amazing. You know, like she's got all these incredible lofty goals. And I was so excited. Like, you know, like you're just like your energy and is so inspiring and, and, you know, like it just rubs off. And so anyway, so you've done that. Yes, we have done that. That's like, that's incredible. And, and you have multiple. Pardon? <laughs> And in the middle of COVID lockdown. During the pandemic and um, and you have multiple warehouses now? Just, well, we have in here, here in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and we're also warehousing in the US too. So like, um, yeah, we well, did it. We did it. Well, tell me a little bit about how that worked, you know, like mm. how how you sort of shifted from being operating out of home and, and what that growth has looked like and, you know, just, you know, just, I guess, the process and, um, struggles, setbacks that you've had to overcome. Yeah. So it was actually really difficult. So last year, um, so I think we started talking kind of early last year, you and I redo my brand. Um, maybe, I don't know, I think we were booked in around March and you kind of sent the timeline to us and we had, you know, you, you normally have so long that you do these things and I, yeah. I, I, I like dragged us out and dragged us out. So <laughs> going on over here I don't know if you remember I don't remember that I don't remember. and we didn't end up finishing till like five months later but that was all because it was like sitting on my desk for so long for us because at the time oh, like, I do now. yeah um, you know the pandemic really started to lock us down here in Melbourne yeah um and at that time being a home-based business what it meant for me was I wasn't allowed to have anyone at my house 
mm. where the business was run out of. Um, we had we were already such had such a demand that and and home based it wasn't out of my home kitchen. We had we have like a purpose built like room on our house. Yeah, no room. We yes, um, and that's where everything happened essentially. But we couldn't have people at home anymore. So, um, and you know even at that point the business was uh, much bigger than just what I could make and supply. So yeah. some staff and it was a pretty crazy time because all of a sudden it kind of went back to just me. Kids were at home. There was so much chaos happening and I, and I couldn't do it. Like I could only make so much. I could only spend so much time actually kind of packing and doing it all. So at that point in time, we had, um, we almost ended up being like making, we were basically couldn't supply for nearly four months last year. So yeah. kind of like just crashed to a halt. And I, I think I remember keep saying to you like, Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. But it was a really tough time to keep like all these lofty goals that I like shared with you at the start. And then yeah. like, well, USA is not happening. Nothing's happening. I can't even make any dough. Like it was such a hard time to then be like, let's keep building this brand that we've been. Yes. And to keep so having that commitment like, to it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what's going on. And then <clears throat> it was in um, August. So only just over a year ago now, we kind of Melbourne was in that crazy four month long hectic time. Yes. Um, I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. Like there's such a demand for my product out there. I just wasn't able to supply. And it was almost like I, I kept thinking to myself, like either just just do it. Like it was like get in or get out of the boat, but just make a decision. Like stop just hanging around waiting for something. Because, you know, at that point in time, we were all thinking like 2021 would be the savior. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us like maybe next year, who even knows now? Like yeah, it's that's true. nothing like what we're thinking then. So um, I kind of just decided, you know what, bugger it. Like my product is amazing. I, I know it is. My customers tell me it is. I am so confident in it, which, um, you know, I really had to step back and remind myself because I had forgotten. I feel like yes. I, during that time I forgot like what I was doing and yes. I was there. And um, I kind of one day just said, you know what, it is amazing. People want my product. I love it. I know it's great. It worked for me and my family. Like nothing has changed. Mm. What is that I can't make it and I can't supply it because we don't have the vault we can't do the volume so I was like okay like how do I how do I fix this and fixing that situation for me was really about getting a premises um, and some staff and having a place where I could get people back working for me as well mm -hmm. and that meant a warehouse so I did I kind of like had this big like change in mindset one night and you know my my mum and dad and my and my husband are like my biggest cheer squad and I, I had this idea I get a warehouse and you know, it's going to be lots more costs involved, but to get more, you know, to like equal it out, I need to expand yeah. and I can do it. I can like people, like, it's not that the supply is not there. Like I can do it. I need, I need to make this many sales, which is, I need this stuff and I need to like do this. And what do you think? What if I fail? What happens if I fail? Like yeah. this is more costs. And I like ring them up with these questions and they were just like, mum and dad, like do it. And I was like, what if I fail? And they're just like, you're not going to fail. Yeah. Cause I'm like, it's going to be costing me this if I fail. And it's just, it's just such a hard thing sometimes. I was so lucky that I have like, you know, such great people in my corner constantly cheering me on and not just my family, like in my community and just, it just it like wild doing everything. And um, so I did it. So I had, within a week, I had a warehouse. I didn't even see it because we were in lockdown, signed the contract. I was going to be in in three weeks. I rang up like my best friends who had been um, like, she worked in the beauty industry. So she had like a tough time as well and said, here's what I'm doing. Come and like run, run up with me and work with me. And like started working on her to be like, come and do it. 
um, who is just amazing. So I was just, I felt like, like there's no way I was going to be able to do it if I didn't have like a good uh, right-hand gal. Yeah. And I just kind of within the week made it all happen. And within like three weeks after that, we'd moved in and then we had like a whole team of people in here and ran our first production run ready to like ship to the US. We sent a whole, um, we sent a whole pallet. Like we had like 4,000 jars um, just straight on a pallet and straight into the US and we launched there and <laughs> Christmas happened. And it's just how even, like, how does that even work? Like, how do you like, do you, it's so hard and there's so much there are so many late nights is what it is because there's a lot of any other time zone and so I have so many meetings at three in the morning at one in the morning wow 11 p.m like all these stupid time meetings all the time um but you know I have a lot a lot of wine and a lot of coffee that's fueling me all the time so but yeah I I kind of I I made some calls spoke to some people and you know found some warehouse like a warehouse Mm -hmm would be able to fulfill with use my product to fulfill and that was so you know it's something we hadn't done before so we 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 weren't and again we make our product here so it's not quite the easy rigor that's coming straight off a production line in China yeah 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 we need the right cartons we need the right labeling we need all the like the pieces that go into it so um you know and at that time also we had like an Australia-wide flower shortage because of all the pandemic buying and all the craziness that's been going oh my gosh Um, you know for anyone out there who doesn't know the main ingredient in Play-Doh, it is flour. <laughs> um, so we just had so many challenges, but they're all things yeah. that I kind of couldn't fix myself. Like in terms of like, I can't do anything about needing, like not getting flour. I can't do anything about this lockdown, you know? So I really just kind of thought to myself, like, what can I fix and what can I do? And it took me ages to be honest, but I kind of got yeah. myself the mindset to be able to just go, okay, this is what I can do. Yeah. Here's an, here's an option for you either do it or don't like and yeah. like you know what we're doing it and we did it and last year was like nuts and this year's been like great and we just we actually I've just down downstairs there like our um I'm sitting up here in the mezzanine and we've got like all of our new collections of all of our dough that we're going to be releasing shortly like it's just so exciting man oh. because we came into the U.S. so kind of late last year we didn't do anything special just for them and yeah so you've got this beautiful new fall collection and it seems so crazy because it's like spring and beautiful but we've got like these beautiful spice scents um and all there's like so many great things that we're kind of be able to tailor now for the different like countries and yeah it's just it's so exciting and it's been mammoth and um i feel like it wouldn't change it either like it is i it just i just knew that you know if i didn't take a chance i'd regret it yeah that's what I knew at the end of the day. And I just thought like, do you want to regret that or not? And I just went, nah, I like, I, I believe so much in this that yeah. I, I give it a crack. And if it didn't work out, then I feel like I was going to be able to live with that as well. That's the thing, isn't it? Because yeah. that's the, and that's the thing like that it always comes down to, and I'm a little bit the same, like I'll have things rolling around and ideas and whatever, and then I'll just get sick of myself <laughs> and I'll be like, either you do it or you just, pack up and go home and so like this is kind of well this podcast is an example of that yeah I've been thinking about for months and months and I just got so sick of myself that I was just like let's just do this thing and I know that that you know is slightly different to um like hiring lots of people and breaking into the product and you know like it's totally but I can relate to that I think a lot of people can and you know like there's that whole fear thing you can either like let it hold you back or you can sort of 
like you sort of analyze it, you know, like you sort of like, I don't know, for me, I sort of step outside of myself and go, okay, so why are you feeling like this? And so what if you fail? Like, that's like, you know, I always talk to my husband as, you know, he's a big supporter of mine as well. And he's like, I'm like, what if it doesn't work? What if no one buys it? And he goes, so what? <laughs> no one will know. Buy something new. It's so true. No one will even know or care. It's going to be you. You might have a bit of a bruised ego. But then you, like, you get back on the bandwagon, you find a way that does work. And, you know, like, that's really all it comes down to. And so many people let that, those thoughts and fears hold them back from so much potential. And I love that about you is that you see the potential and you just went for it. And, you know, something also that you said earlier, which was something that I loved about working with you is that like, it wasn't about, like, it's not about the product. It's about serving mothers, you know, like it's about your heart for you know giving them that time so that they can you know like have a cup of tea or something you know like occupy their children in a safe fun way and you know that they're you're like facilitating learning and all that sort of stuff that they don't like it's not just turning on play school yeah um so yeah anyway I just Oh, no, I agree. Do you know, I've, I've got a really good friend and she always, <clears throat> she, like her mantra is that there's no such thing as failure. There's either, a, um, she says there's either a, a lesson or success. Yes. So never necessarily fail. If, if, if something doesn't go the way you want, then you get, then you learn something out of it. And it is, I always try and remind myself of that. And it's so true. And even if, you know, even if it's a smaller thing, like a collection doesn't sell the way you want to sell, well, you learn something about it, right? So yeah, <clears throat> it's so hard. It's so easy to say, but so hard to do. That's that's so true. And it, you know, I don't know, if it was easy, then everybody would be doing it, right? Right, absolutely. So, you know, that's and that's the difference. Um, okay, so I want to know um, what else is going on? Because I just, like, I was having a sneaky peek of your website before and I noticed a membership as well. So we have a membership as well. Well, we have a subscription. Subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Wild Doe We Do. Amazing. So we have this, we've called it the exclusive doe club. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's, it's a doe subscription. So we only, so people can sign up. It's pretty cheap and it's got free shipping every month. And it's really just about, we we like so creative here and always making these like crazy things and then we think to ourselves oh it's not really something we you know that, that we can easily just mass sell because yeah. it's it's, it's a, they're all different and we already have something like 25 colors maybe soon 30 colors in our collection like we have so much always available that just you know we can't just keep adding adding yeah. so the doe club is the exclusive doe club is really about like it's a fun creative outlet for us and it's something fun for our customers to receive so we actually, um, our subscription dough is really dough that we don't sell on our site and we don't sell to anybody else. It's something like fun and exciting that we just create for our subscribers and they get it each month. And we do things like, um, <clears throat> well, this month we're doing like this chameleon inspired dough. So oh, it, um, it's like bright green and blue and dark green and this beautiful swirl. And like, um, we just do like different fun things each time, different sorts of swirls or color mixes, or, or we'll mix a color that we'll, we would probably never sell normally or have um, yeah. like black and white zebra or different things as well, which is just 
it's just really fun, I think, for our customers to kind of receive it each month and not know what it's going to be or it's something different as well. Yeah, it's a beautiful sort of um, retention strategy too. Um, yeah. Like, you know, a really lovely um, reminder, I guess, of that, you know, that that you were there, you know, like you're visiting yeah. them every month, whereas just like purchasing and forgetting. And I love that. Um, but also I just, you know, since, you know, since going through the brand, the rebranding process, um, like how was that sort of, did that help to fuel your direction or, you know, like what have you learned from that or how has it affected what, how you do things now? Um, that would, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, like from that day where I launched this business, and I didn't even tell anyone, you know, I, I just jumped online and I made this my own logo and I kind of yeah. like used a couple of plain colors that might work. And I rang up someone and said, print me some labels. Like none of it was very um, professionally done, but I, I think back to like, you know, sit around and think about it for ages, like done was better than like perfect in that. Yeah. So I got it to a point where I was like, this is great. It looks, it looked good. It was nothing necessarily wrong with it. It, it, I always envisioned something. I had this idea of what I exactly wanted and I knew I'd get there one day. I just had to kind of like throughout design and get there. But for the sake of day one, what I did was totally fine. So <clears throat> I think when we started working together and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the, what, what I would love to share with everybody is that I had, because I had this strong idea of what I wanted in my mind, I, I can't remember where I, I think, um, I found you on Instagram, somebody else, you'd done, you'd done work with somebody else and they'd tagged you. And I thought, oh, you know what? That really kind of catches my eye. It was kind of down the lane of what I was imagining. Mm -hmm. I um, kind of realized, like, you know, I had to look more of your portfolio and what you did. I, I really was just like, that is like who I need and what I want. Because I think a really important thing about finding the person that does your brand for you is really that they can do the style you want or yeah. they, they play in the area because I think the, you know, designers and, and, you know, you're not just a designer, you know, you create it all and the, and the idea behind it, but, you know, you don't just, well, I'm going to say that, you know, one person isn't just everything to everyone. No. So you've definitely Absolutely. got your lanes and, yeah. and what you do and, and you're, you're perfect for the right people as well. And I just thought that straight away. And I remember when I reached out to you, like, oh, Mel would love to work with you, but you've got like six months on your wait list. Oh, and, I, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's so long. But I, at that point, well, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm so sure that you were the right fit for what I wanted that I was like, okay, let's, let's, I think I reached out in like a September and we finally yeah. started in March. It was at the time I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I thought, <laughs> like, I just was so sure. So that was really- can only do so much. <laughs> well, that, yeah, well, that's exactly it. But, um, but, but I think that was the case. I had such a strong idea of what I wanted um, yeah. for my brand. And I think what you helped me so much more with was actually kind of all of the ideas of me saying like, I want to help other mums. My product is for kids, but it's just about, you know, it's about giving mums space. And yeah, that's kind of how I feel and how I talk, but I was having so much trouble articulating that as well. And yeah. even, you know, be able to articulate that like in, in words, like on site, in, in all that copy as well. So yeah. I think being able to kind of like pull all that out of me and, you know, the process itself, I was like, you need, you know, there's so many questions, but like questions. once you start like putting everything together, I was like, oh, I now know why it makes so much sense. Yeah. Being able to actually, you know, everything I was feeling and thinking, being able to put it down in four sentences, I was just like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. So what I didn't realize about you was you're not just actually, and what, you know, what you did for me, um, 
it wasn't just all about the design. It was more mm. about the, the heart centered connection of what I wanted to create with others. And I feel like it was about the words and about how it was articulated and then how it kind of came back to the colors and how it made people feel. And um, it, it was, it was actually all of the, and, you know, considering I have, you know, a career where I work with designers and I actually never necessarily experienced that level of, you know, realizing that that's what I was going to get and what I, yeah. it was so eye-opening and, and, you know, that copy that, and, you know, the way you were able to articulate it for me, like I, I'm, I'm using it now, I'll always use it because it was such a, such a great way of, you know, what I'm here for, what I'm trying to do. It's, you know, it's really about educating mums and helping them and facilitating and like all yeah. these that it's not just, Hey, I've got a cool product on buy it for your kids. That's it. That's exactly I mean, it. That's almost like the last piece of the pie. Like that's yeah. the, after everything else, that's where you get it in the end sort of. Well, thank you for selling my product for me. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> thank you. Um, you just actually ask for anybody just letting you know it's no so true though like um, it's, you know like you don't realize that that sometimes that I like I had no idea that's what I was going to get and it was such yeah. a page and it's it's actually everything I needed in terms of being able to help me start communicating and everything which was great yeah and I actually we just had my labels out then and the pattern and the style and the color and I look at it every day and it just makes me feel so much joy and I know it makes everyone else feel that as well. So, I mean, yeah. like I am the target as well, but I love that day in, day out, and it's been a year now that we're looking at it day in, day out, and I still just love it. Love, yes. Love everything about it. And I don't, I can't see a place where I wouldn't, and I can't see a place where I'm going to change it ever. Like I feel like, because. Well, that's the thing about. For the global dynasty. Yeah. That's the thing about like centering your like your brand design on the actual core values and mission and you know drivers of the brand and so you really do have to discover those things first and be able to articulate those things and then and that fuels you know how you're communicating like as you mentioned through your language and um, even just the graphic design and like the brand identity and that sort of thing and that's like that's what helps to craft a brand that is going to stand the test of time rather than, you know, picking a template from Etsy or, you know, whatever's trendy at the time is that, you know, like your, your brand is now fail safe and it's going to be stronger because of that. And, you know, that just, you know, that lights, that lights me up. So, (laughs) um, so that's amazing. And, you know, like I just, you are such an inspiration to so many, you know, you've been winning awards, you've done so much, you know, there has been so much momentum for you over the past few years. And like speaking with you is such a privilege for me because I always look at your Instagram and see what you're up to. And I'm just like, holy moly like I'm just like oh Mel she's killing it like I'm always just like going cheering you on in the comments I get so excited for you um so what's next like what have you got next for Wildo I don't know what's coming I know it's pretty nuts I think what um and you know I feel like like I say it all the time and I'm just like, I feel like what I'm doing is like nothing special. And what I know is nothing special. And I sit there and be like, oh my God, like I know so much. And then I look at other people and businesses and everything. And I was like, I was like, just five minutes that I could help you. Like yeah. I, I, I often like, I kind of have been coming back to my, you know, what's next to Wild Doe is just like, we're just going to keep on keeping on. And what we do in the US, we'll do in the next continent, the next, like, 
I don't know Scaling, when. Growing, like, yeah. We're not stopping and, you know, we've got amazing things going, plans, and we're just going to keep moving. But I, and I, I, I love that there's so much kind of, um, like we can just keep replicating what we're doing and take it to new countries and continents. And we're getting yeah. up so much like, you know, can I get it here? And I like, I, I'd love to be everything for everyone, but you know, that we can't, we can't supply ever at the moment because we do have like, you know, there's shelf life on the products. So we just, yeah. we, we play in the places where we know we can do it so well. So that's, we're going to kind of just slowly roll out to all the next ones. So that's super exciting for Wild Doe, but, but I think also like I'm, I'm now on the journey of kind of more like, me as Mel, which I'm not just wild though, you know, I, you know, we've got, I've got like so much other experience and do things and, you know, what do I want to do with that? So I think I've just started recognizing that all this experience and learns from wild doe and you know what, you have to make so many mistakes to figure it out. Like you like, you just, and people say to me all the time and I, I, I don't realize I know these things because yeah. you have to fail so many times and make so many mistakes to figure it out for yourself. And then, you know, and I just wish there was like, you know, some kind of manual for business owners out there. Like I bet you wish there was one too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not. And and I think that I'm really privileged in the fact that we've been able to make so much headway in the handmade product space here in Australia too. So mm-hmm. I think come next year after Christmas, I'm looking for a little bit of um, downtime, hopefully from Wild Doe once we survive the Christmas crazy. Yeah. And then I think I'm going to spend some time and really step back into kind of, you know, who I am and what I want to do. And I'm I really want to kind of start supporting other handmade mom like business moms out there and you know what's it about you know how yeah. to start how to do it well wow. you know, how can I share that you don't make all of these mistakes along the way like I've made you know yeah help get you back up and you know I I think I got I got a little bit lost in I'm I'm just wild for a while there and I've yeah. and that I've got so much more and wild is successful because of you know all my other yeah. experience and things as well so yeah and do um yeah, in early in the next new year when I've got some time, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to probably start out that side of what I really want to do, which again, is about helping helping other moms and business owners out there and especially in the handmade space about kind of, you know, how they can maybe do what I've done. That's really exciting. And that's yeah. like, you know, that just sounds so aligned for you. And I'm sure that there's some people listening, getting excited about the prospect of learning from you as a mentor (laughs) oh my goodness what a treat like what a gift to be able to share with other you know handmade businesses who start you know on their kitchen bench which is where you started yeah well well, that's it isn't it oh my god I can't even can't even think about yep yeah the potential is incredible and I'm just yeah I'm really excited for you um what's something just to wrap up What's something that your customers might not know about you? Bit of a fun question to finish. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Especially um, on the topic of Mel. I know, right? Um, I'm a farm girl, farm girl through and through. So I'm born and bred Western, Southwestern Queenslander. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so all of my, so, so I grew up on a farm pretty much and even went to boarding school so I feel like I've been away from my family for a very long time and certainly just a phone yeah. call is what what I need and we talk every day but um yeah I mean everyone thinks that I'm a city girl through and through now but um you know 15 years in Melbourne but before that um very much had my fair share of you know growing up on a farm in the paddock with the horses and 
milking cows and chooks. Wow. And- yeah. That's awesome. I love that one. Um, yeah. And just also, this is sort of like, I guess, um, on the topic of, of where you're headed next year, which is very exciting. Like what would be something that you would tell somebody who was, you know, in those very early stages with a, a big dream, you know, like a lady who's got a couple of young kids at home. She's got this massive, crazy idea. She's scared to share it. Um, yeah, what would you tell her? Look, I, th- I think that, and um, I think the first thing is really just about, you know, backing yourself. Mm. I think, you know, and, and to be able to back yourself, you need to think about like where you're going with it, right? Like what is, it's such a, you know, but like, what is the strategy you, and what do you want to get out of it? Because, you know, not everybody out there wants to make a big global business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sure as hell want to, but that's <laughs> dream, you know, yeah. dream is to, you know, be able to make a good enough product that you can have a market store every weekend and really successfully be able to, you know, have this amount of money every month. So I think where, you know, where I always start with this sort of thing is, you know, what is your dream? What does it look like? And mm-hmm. how then are you going to get there? Because, at the end of the day, you don't need to have multiple warehouses all around the world. Um, you might just, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it's sizes compare it to what you need to do. So, I mean, I always like to think of, you know, exactly what are you trying to do and what's the best way there for you? Um, and then once you have that in your mind, you know what? It's really easy to back yourself because you know where you're trying to go. Um, I think as, at the start, I was so scared because, you know, I'm a corporate and I, I was scared I was going to be the Play-Doh lady. And you know what? I don't care if I am because I really quickly realized, you know what? I, my product was never, you know, I've never sold at a market because that was never something I knew I could do with my family. I couldn't mm-hmm. weekend. Um, so at the very start, I was like, okay, I can't sell at markets because I can't take, drag my kids along. Um, so how do I sell? What do I do? It has to be e-com, it has to be online. It has to be this, 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 you know, what worked for me? So once I kind of really was aware of that, I kind of just lent into it. And I think it's it's very much figure out where you want to go, then think about how you're going to get there and then start giving yourself a bit of confidence. And if you can't do it for yourself, get the right people in your corner, um, whether they be family or a beautiful online community or social yeah. uh, or whatever it is. I have just been fueled so much by the beautiful mums that are just constantly buying from me and supporting me. Mm. Um, Instagram, I never actually realised how much that was like, you know, a flame for me as well. So yeah, that was a really long-winded answer. But I loved I- it. It's such good advice because, you know, especially when you start a business, so many people tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. At the end of the day, you've got to do what's right for you or what feels right for you. I think that's such good advice. Um, so thank you for that. And where can we find you? Tell us, you know, you're, you you're being on Instagram, aren't you? Yes, we are on Instagram. So you can find us at um, wilddo.co mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, and from there, you can link to all of our stuff. So we have, um, uh, from there, we have a, just a website. If basically, if you go to www.wilddoco.com, that will take you to either the USA or the Australian portion of our site. And you can get us anything from there. We're also stocked in some, probably a lot of your favorite toy stores that you can buy from online around Australia. So um, if you have a favorite place, you always shop, go have a look. They might already be stocking us as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty quick and easy um, click online to get us. And, you know, we send out daily. So we can always hopefully get in the hands of everyone pretty quickly as well. So 
Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Just, you know, spending this bit of time with me. I'm like, I know that your time is very precious. So I'm very grateful. Um, and yeah, look out, look out world, look out for exciting things to come. <laughs> I know. Um, no, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I was so chuffed um, to come and join you as well. I feel like we haven't chatted in a while. So this has been absolutely beautiful. It but has. Yeah, still loving everything that you do. So oh, gorgeous. Thank loving you. everything wild to everything at the time I look at it. So um, yeah, so glad that we got the chance to work together. Me too. Thanks so much, Mel. If you loved listening to this week's episode, pretty, pretty please click subscribe so that you don't miss any future podcasts. Also, if you have just a minute, please feel free to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. I'd so appreciate it and it will help spread this message further. Thanks for being here. I'll catch you next week.